So assuming that people know where they want to go and have clarity over that, the, the number one concept that I can that I can share that would be really valuable uh, in, in on the show is understanding opportunity cost. Okay. Now for me to be on here with you, Ellis, I, I said no to a couple meetings. I, I said no to potentially a lot of stuff. So there's a cost for me to be on here with you. I'm saying no to everything else that I could be doing. The same thing goes with our money. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Welcome to another episode of the Better Wealth Podcast. In today's episode, we are covering uh, the Kingdom Capitalist highlights. Uh, my interview with Farnoosh, the highlight reel that I that I did uh, was taken super well. You guys all enjoyed it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be more intentional if I have a good interview to maybe um, you know make it shorter, give you the highlights, and give you the ability to listen to that quickly. And uh, this is with a good friend of mine, Ellis Hammond, and this guy is incredible. He was in the ministry field, got um, really felt strongly uh, to to leave ministry and start this idea of kingdom capitalists. It's all about Christian entrepreneurs and real estate investors understanding how to uh, be successful business owners and investors and and do things for the kingdom, but just also to be effective, um, just human beings. I got the opportunity to speak at their summit and loved it. And I gave um, you know some good resources about the and asset to the, to the audience. And uh, you know, Ellis said he, he opened up the interview and surprised me and pretty much said, Caleb, you are one of the most well-loved speakers. Which again, there are some incredible, incredible speakers there. So that that obviously uh, made me feel good. And it, what's also funny is at the end of this highlight reel, um, you will hear uh, the blooper. And it has to do with my last name. So if you ever am wondering how to pronounce my last name or the process that I go through and what I tell people, um, you'll have to stay to the end. It's pretty funny. Um, but again, I would love to hear from you. So as you're, if you're watching this on YouTube, please leave um, you know comments if you have questions or takeaways. Also, hitting the like button it means a ton uh, when it comes to algorithms. Just like if you're listening to this on the podcast, reviews and sharing this and subscribing to the show, it just tells the algorithm that we're relevant. People are listening to us. And, and they, they bump us um, up, and that always helps as it relates to getting our message to the world. So without further ado, here uh, we're, we took a 46-minute episode and brought it down to uh, 13 minutes and 38 seconds. So enjoy 13 minutes and 38 seconds of the highlight reel from Kingdom Capitalist. Welcome, everyone, to the Kingdom Capitalist Show. This is a highly, highly anticipated show. I've been waiting to uh, feature this guest for a very long time. He was at the summit, and um, he doesn't know this, but was, uh, I think, one of the most sought-out speakers after the show. I've heard a ton of great reviews from his um, presentation, and he has an amazing story. At 21, he started his company, Better Wealth, and he's only 24 now. He's at a seven figures, um, has 11 employees, and by the end of this year, is going to be in 50 states. What is the problem that you and Better Wealth are out to solve for the world right now? So when I first started at the bank, a big dilemma that I had was I, I, I looked at what most people are doing with their life. And it was not aligned with what they told me what was important to them. 
And I realized that people have this amazing potential in life. And yet what they were doing with their time, abilities, and their money was the exact opposite. This is, I'm making up a word here, but they were devaluing the number one thing that they cared about. And, and so better wealth was really birth from this desire to help people reach their highest potential in life. And we, our, our, our slogan is really that we're the key to helping you live in a more intentional life now and in the future. And quite frankly, I don't believe you're wealthy if you're not living intentionally. Like, I don't care about how much money you have or what you're doing in business. If you're not living an intentional life, you need to take a look in the mirror and ask the question, how can I have more money or have more wealth? Nothing to do with money has everything to do with living intentionally. And there's a big dilemma and it's people don't know how to master money as a tool and they don't know how this relationship between control, controlling their money and growing their money. And the person that understands how to master both of those will win in the end. And that's just something that I've, I've, like, I've been grateful to see both sides, like the why side, getting super clear and like why this matters to people, but then also like actually the tactics and strategies to help someone get to where they are, to where they want to go. I think that's so good, dude. That's so, so good is, is if you don't even, you know, you're hearing this man, well, uh, okay, it starts with a vision. I don't even know what I want. Then go find some people, like get around a, if you don't have a vision and you don't even know where to begin, you're probably not hanging around people who have big enough visions because you're not motivated to go solve a bigger problem, right? You need to go change your environment. You need to go change who you're hanging out with. Um, because when you get around people like Caleb, right? Like I, I just, I'm, I'm ready to run through the wall behind me. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to serve a bigger purpose here. It's, um, and so that's such a good word, man. Such a good word for, for, I mean, that's really all of our audience. I think that that goes young or old. I think the principle applies there. Um, if you, if you're still struggling with what is my vision, um, go find the people that you admire and figure out what theirs is and, and who they're trying to serve. And I think things become a lot more clear that way. What do you mean by mastering money and how can we help our audience in the 20 minutes that we have today to um, really understand what you mean by this um, and what your company's doing to help people? So assuming that people know where they want to go and have clarity over that, the, the number one concept that I can that I can share that would be really valuable uh, in, in on the show is understanding opportunity cost. Okay, now for me to be on here with you, Ellis, I, I said no to a couple meetings. I, I said no to potentially a lot of stuff. So there's a cost for me to be on here with you. I'm saying no to everything else that I could be doing. The same thing goes with our money. Every decision we make has a short-term and a long-term consequence. And, and my hope is that I can explain this in a way that it can just click for people because if there's anything that I've learned from my mentors and companies is their idea to do this on the fly, okay? Now, long-term, how, to, how you measure long-term opportunity cost is, is just a function of money, the amount of money that you spent, lost, or used, the interest that you could have earned over that period of time. That sounds familiar. That's compound interest. Albert Einstein's noted for saying it's the eighth one of the world. It's essentially you, you put money in a place that will grow over time. It, it, you have this hockey stick growth. So by me spending $10,000 on a car when I was in college, I spent $10,000, but that car actually cost me probably a couple hundred thousand dollars, assuming that my $10,000 is no longer able to grow for me over the next 50, I'll give myself 60 plus years at, let's just say a conservative 5%. So like understanding that like there's a long-term cost to that. Now, most textbooks, financial 
people, gurus will talk about the long-term effect and why you should start soon and all this kind of stuff. What very few people understand or, or think about is the short-term aspect of using your money. I believe that your greatest financial need is using money throughout your life. And, and the p- person that understands how to control their talents, control their wealth, and invest in the things that whether it's themselves or, or opportunities that they're quite good at, like is going to leverage their ability and, and create wealth. And so not only did that $10,000 never be able to work for me ever again, but I gave up the control over my $10,000 today that I won't be able to invest in marketing strategy or hire an employee or start, you know, do, do whatever I wanted to do. So there's a short-term and a long-term element. I'm not telling you not to go out to coffee. I'm not telling you not to buy a car. I'm not telling you to do like not do anything. I'm just telling you to be more thoughtful and understand that every decision you make has a short-term benefit or consequence and a long-term benefit or consequence. Well, what would be some of those things? To When you say to devaluing yourself, what do you mean by that? I mean, what are some things you see your clients really doing that um, are not killing this opportunity cost? Yeah, biggest thing that I'm I'm seeing and again I'm not giving I'm not giving tax advice or investment advice over this podcast um, <laughs> is as an entrepreneur you're maxing out your 401k or IRA or SEP IRA and okay I so this is how I got mine that goes Ellis you're telling me you want to you know build build this company build this message awesome okay then I look at your cash flow and ask the question how can we increase that I look at your assets and ask the question is this asset best position to serve you and I look at your debts and say are you you have the best strategy on how to most efficiently pay off your debt and I look at your 401k and say okay how is this actually serving you now and in the future I could make an argument that even in the future it's not even a good thing but even like right now you, you're putting your money in a place that you don't necessarily have access to. You're postponing the tax. And I, I'm pretty sure taxes are going to be higher in the future, especially what's currently going on. And you're giving up total control. That may be good for an employee, by the way. That may be good for someone that has no control over money. They, like, it's a good thing that they're locking it up. They can't touch it. But as an entrepreneur, I'm like, listen, do you not, do you not think that you can outperform 7%? Like, if that's the case, I don't think you should be an entrepreneur. That's an example. That's a big time example of what I see people doing all the time because they're turning off their brain, quite frankly. And we're literally like, you're doing so many amazing things by making the money. And then you're turning off your brain on what to actually do with the money. And I see entrepreneurs diversifying their impact and their ability to lead by just taking advice from other employees about what they should do with their money, but they don't ask the question, how did I make the money in the first place? I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but that's like, mm-hmm. that's an example yeah. <laughs> of like, of, of taking advice. I can't tell you if a 401k is good or bad for you. I can tell you if you're an entrepreneur and you need capital, be really careful where you're putting your money and make sure that you're, you can control it throughout your life. I think it's an excellent point. I think the distinction between uh, an entrepreneur and an employee, and I don't, think either one of us mean to be harsh there but I think that is a good distinction because some people and it's amazing my conversations as an investor myself and I'm raising money for our funds I can go to someone and say hey we got a great opportunity are you interested in investing they say no um, I'm close to retirement my all my money's with a financial advisor I don't really know what we're doing here but I don't really control any of that and it's interesting to me that that guy worked 40 years of his life to give all of his future funds to someone he barely knows to do absolutely no idea what he's doing with it, right? 
Now, what you just said is right on. That's probably the right plan for him because he was never going to take the time in the first place to understand what to do with it any better. As an entrepreneur, that's exact like that's the opposite. Like we are going, you should know what to do. You're working so hard for your money. It doesn't. We know it actually doesn't take that much to outperform four or five percent or whatever you know <laughs> uh, your financial advisor is getting. And so I think that's an incredible distinction that um, the advice that is giving to the rest of the world, rather it be good or bad, we have to to clarify the distinction. Is that also good advice for us? And most of the time, what you're saying, it's not right like it's not it's catering to the masses we are not the 99% we are the 1% we are the creators right we are the kingdom capitalist i mean we are how our our economy continues to to move forward is with ideas is with creativity is with innovation yeah and if you think about this the reason why people call it infinite banking or bank on yourself is how do banks make money like they literally they have all the big buildings a lot of stadiums have banks like how in the world do banks make money? Well, they just control capital. And the person that's able to control capital will win in the end. And so what I'm trying to get people to do and, and what there's many other people out there is just saying, listen, let's take a chapter out of the bank's book. Instead of hating on the banks, let's say, what are they doing? What concepts are they living by? And how can I apply it in their life? And so that's, that's essentially in a nutshell. Like you yeah, I, I could talk all day long about it, but it, essentially it's reverse engineering, a special type of life insurance, saving money, not for the, the idea of investing, but saving money so that you can use it, use that capital throughout your life, but knowing that you're going to get a long-term conservative tax-free growth rate as well and giving your dollar multiple jobs. This is, this is what I would say in, in my journey, one thing that I realized, and this is really weird for me to share this, but I, I fear poverty. and. And I'm like, man, why? Like, I, I really had to ask myself, like, why? Why is why? Am, why am I fearing like failing? Why am I fearing like going broke? Because, dude, I'm not actually afraid of being on the streets because I know that you wouldn't even let me. Like, I would call you and I would, you know, get to hang out with you. So it's it's not that I feared like poverty and like not being able to eat. I feared being a failure. And here I am, have written a book about money, have a company about wealth, and it's like if I don't quote unquote, make it like that the failure and the, the fear of man is just like suffocating. And so I will say this, I had to really look myself in the mirror and like go to take that to the Lord when I started Better Wealth. And it is a daily battle. It's a daily battle because there is, I mean, we look at like what's going on now and 11 people on your team's great but there's also a thing called payroll <laughs> and there's a thing called this virus that's potentially affecting. And like, there's so much fear of like, okay, what will people think? Fear of failure and whatever. And like, I I'm just like, just sharing with your audience. Like I have had to go on my knees and say, Lord, like this business and message is yours. I am, I'm grateful to like be entrusted with it and, and just being remembered, like going to die someday. And I just also want to share this, like, one of my best friends and the guy that helped me start Better Wealth died about a year and a half ago to cancer. And I saw him fight for two years and, and eventually lose his life to, to cancer. And that gives me perspective because I'm like, no matter what happens, like we are just, we're grass that's going to fade away. And so that's, that's like the battle that I'm, I'm facing and I don't think he's ever going to go away, but it's something that I've, I've really had to get get uh, clarity from to move That's forward. So good, man.
Welcome everybody to the Kingdom Capitalist Show. This is a very highly anticipated episode. Uh, we have on the podcast today, actually I gotta stop, do you know why? Because I actually don't know how to pronounce your last name very well. <laughs> Dude, uh, oh my goodness. But, I actually, uh, I was like thinking about this for a show, I was like, I gotta ask him. Because even on the <laughs> on the summit, I like refused to say your last name because I didn't know how to yeah. say it. So, okay, so tell me what it is. It's like, gu- gu- like gu- for guacamole, uh-huh. guac. Say it. Gua- Gwilliams. Gwilliams. Yes. Yes. Gwilliams. Yes. <laughs> Why is that it's so okay hard, if you butcher dude? It. I don't know. Oh my, my parents gosh. got their last name butchered at their wedding. So I'm, I'm the most empathetic person when it comes to my last name. Hey, I hope you enjoyed the highlight reel from the Kingdom Capitalist. I would love to hear from you. You can email me at Caleb at betterwealth.com. Would love to hear your biggest takeaway either in the comments uh, or email it to me. And, and again, I think it goes back to how I opened up this podcast. Live an intentional life. Make sure that you're living intentionally. And, and I'm telling you, um, going back to just, just like my life and looking at Greg and the impact that he's had in my life and knowing that now he's not even here, just is a good perspective to know that nothing lasts forever and to be intentional with your family, with, the, with, your, with your work, with the opportunities. If you're, if you're a Christian like myself watching this, like being really intentional with what the Lord's been calling you to do, like all those, those things are, uh, need to be asked, need to be addressed, and I encourage you to take, do the hard work today, today, and figure out what you really, really want to do and then go all in and do it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. And uh, until next time, have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to the Better World Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.